Love Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Armor Report. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Um, as always, this is a show about stock market investing. Um, this is um, a show where we discuss the combination of fundamental analysis and algorithmic execution. All the information I'm sharing with you is directly off my trading desk. I'm surrounded by computers right now. Uh, it is a live trading desk. I am involved in trades as we speak, and I'm building equity portfolios as we speak. Um, so you know, the phone may ring. I might have to do something. Bear with me. Thanks for being here. Um, what are we going to get to today? Let's talk about the Fed rate decision and how it's going to affect our investments slash trades, whether they're day trades or swing trades. Um, then I'm going to get to some of our whiteboard favorites. Whiteboard's right back there. All of our favorite names are up there. Stocks that are in our portfolio right now, both my personal portfolio and for investors that I, I manage capital for at Interactive Brokers. Guys, um, this is an educational show. I'm trying to share with you my experience from 30 years of doing this. Obviously, I can't recommend what stocks for you to buy. I don't know you. Right. So um, if you want me to take it to that level, you got to give me a phone call. I'm more than happy to talk to you and see if working together would make sense. But for this show, for this channel, just trying to share with you my experience and hope to um, um, help you elevate your own process. That's what I'm trying to do. All right. So let's um, let's get to it. If you're following me on Twitter, it would help because I've been posting or stock twits. Either one, I've been posting um, chart patterns we're going to talk about today. So it's hashtag Armour Report, A-R-M-R Report. We're going to go over some of our favorite whiteboard names. Cannabis, obviously, is our favorite investment strategy. It's our favorite, um, I wouldn't say necessarily a strategy. It's, it's the investment theme we think is biggest going forward in the next three to five to ten years. We think there's massive opportunity. Um, the incredible weakness that's happened this summer, primarily because of um, um, capital raises in the industry, massive expenses as they grow, they increase their grow to meet demand in Q4 and Q1 of next year, and the unfortunate demise of CanTrust has cast a pall over the space. But that also gives us insight into the best companies in the space because those stocks, the proverbial cream is going to rise to the top. I'm going to share with you a couple of names that I think fit that bill. Um, so without further ado, let's get to this Fed rate decision. You know, all of my decision processes start and end with the thought, I want to be on the right side of probability and statistics and I want to put capital to work when the reward's big enough for the risk I'm taking. Fed days are very difficult to trade. In fact, I, in many cases, recommend nobody try to day trade a Fed day. You could be on a great trade. The Fed will you know, sneeze with their comments. The market will come apart at the seams, and, and you can get hurt drastically. So it's difficult to trade on a Fed day. Now, I do have an automated trading strategy for day trading purposes, and I've been posting on StockTwits and Twitter for you 
um, what these equity curves look like. Go take a look, because I think a picture is worth a thousand words. You might not believe what you're going to see. But these are just algorithms designed to buy weakness and sell strength during the day for the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. The triple Q strategy trades more often. The S&P strategy actually has a higher profit factor, trading less often. Fed days can be blessings or they can be curses. It's hard to know. But overall, over the last five years, and you look at the equity curve, just go to the web, go, go to our um, Twitter feed and you'll see the equity curve is like straight up. All we're doing is using probabilities and statistics to tell us when to buy the weakness during the day and then where to book the profits on the way up. We use top day and multi-day volatility for these assets to help determine what is enough when it comes to selling. So when should we buy the weakness and determine where should we be booking profits when things are running higher? Um, I'd much rather trade on days where there's no big news announcements because what we're doing is just kind of capturing the spread, if you will, right? We're buying the weakness, runs up, we're knocking it out, booking profits. But Fed days, man, they can be huge winners too. You can get into the right trade. The Fed makes comments everyone's happy with, and the whole thing skyrockets. So a lot more risk today, but potentially more reward as well. These algorithms, I'm going to start sharing with you on a more consistent basis. You know we have on our website four model portfolios at Interactive Brokers that our clients attach their accounts to so they can start using algorithms to drive their investment process. We have the conservative, balanced, aggressive approaches, and then we have just index-only approach. I'm thinking of adding a day trading algorithm portfolio for you guys to watch so you can see the performance. Let's just say I'll um, fund it. And maybe we'll put a hundred thousand dollars into the strategy, maybe a couple hundred thousand and we'll just watch it trade. You'll just see how it works. I mean, I was out of the office yesterday on the links. I made money in my portfolio. Just doing nothing. That's the beauty of an algorithm that trades on a day trading basis. To me, I really look at it like, um, almost like a replacement of cash money market accounts, right? I'm getting, what, almost 1.9%, I think, on the interactive broker money market account, which is pretty good. It's actually highest in the industry. But it's still ridiculously small. When I have big cash balances, it's nice to have a, a strategy that works with a profit factor of close to 2.3, right? 2.3 times the amount of gains versus the losses I have to suffer to get there. It's a pretty, it's a pretty a stout strategy with uh, about an 80% success rate. So this is not a neural network. I'm not, this is not AI where I'm guessing direction based on a whole bunch of fundamental factors. We're just using statistics and probabilities to make trades with tight stops. We're trying to get in when we have the best of it and stay out when we don't. Um, let's move on to what the Fed announcements going to do to our investments. 
we don't know what the Fed's going to say. Everybody thinks the Fed's going to cut a quarter of a basis point. So it's really all based on what is the Fed comment after the cut. Everyone expects that cut. We're in this middle ground in the market where we have decent economic growth, but the Fed's cutting at the same time, and it's a little confusing. If the Fed cut 50 basis points, that may actually end up in the short term being negative for the market because people would think, what does the Fed see? Is there like a, a recession right around the corner? So like we're looking for what's this soft spot of the Fed announcement? What's the sweet spot, should I say? What's the Goldilocks approach, right? It's the quarter basis point cut everyone's thinking of, and it's a kind of neutral stance. We'll see how things go. We're concerned about this, but not about that. That kind of same rhetoric that we've seen for the last couple months that's led to this market rally will continue the rally. Now, here's, a, here's a, an outlier. I don't know what this means, but I'm going to share my thought with you. Um, I think about a week ago, I told you guys that there was a follow-on buy signal in the small cap index. Go watch the video. It was, I think, on the 24th. Uh, which was last week. And since then, small caps have gone higher and they're outperforming the big indexes since that follow-on signal. So I, I highlighted for you guys, and again, I put it on Twitter today so you can see the chart, hashtag armor report. And I showed you on the 4th of June, we got long the index, but then we had a follow-on buy signal on the 24th of July. So we actually added the positions. And now small caps are attempting to break out above resistance. And I really don't know what I'm looking for in this Fed announcement today to continue that breakout. Are small caps breaking out because they're just so underperforming the rest of the market that they're due to catch up? And this is basically what happens right at the end of a bull run where all of a sudden this month we're going to see small caps outperform everything else and then roll over? Or are small caps breaking out because 25% of the small cap index, IWM, are the small cap banks? And so I also highlighted for you on the 24th that we were buying the banking index, the ETF KBE. You can also buy KRE. They trade almost identically, but they have different components. One's regional banks, one's all the banks, equally weighted. So if banks are going up, if that's what's driving small caps higher, does that mean that institutions that are driving these stocks higher, does it mean that they're moving into the space because they expect a bit more of a hawkish Fed? I don't know. You see, because the, the thing about banks are, if you look at the bank um, uh, index, it's been outperform uh, excuse me, underperforming the whole market for the whole year. And the reason is when the Fed is lowering rates aggressively, that's a negative for banks. Let's don't go over it now. Just take my word for it. It's a negative for bank balance sheets and all the other stuff that they, that they do to come up with earnings. Okay? When the yield curve steepens, that's a positive for banks. So right now we're looking at inverted yield curves, flat yield curves, negative for banks. So if the Fed stopped lowering rates or started raising rates and you've got a, a yield curve that started to, to steepen, that's bullish for bank earnings. So 
Is there a move on here from institutions? Is that what we're seeing? That the Fed will lower rates and then make comments that are neutral or um, assuage the uh, investors' concerns of another three or four rate cuts this year. Right? So I don't know if that's what's happening, but let's see what the comments are from the Fed. And if what the Fed does blows out these banks and we see a blowout in the small cap index, then I submit to you it means that the Fed's done lowering rates and are going to basically be neutral for the rest of the year unless there's really negative economic um, downturns. So I know that sounds pretty convoluted, but I'm just trying to read through what we're seeing. Now, if the Fed comes out and is wildly dovish, cuts 50 basis points, or cuts 25 and says we're looking to cut two more times and we're blah, 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 my guess is these bank stocks go down and this breakout from the machine in small caps does not follow through. And we just have to wait and see. I don't run, manage my portfolio based on guesses. I use the algorithm. Right now, everything's working. We've added the positions. We're making a lot more money. This is great. We just have to read and react to what the Fed does. Now, let's talk about reading and reacting to the Fed. I almost never make a trade in the first half hour after the Fed. Because what I've noticed, and this is just, a, you know, this is not statistically proven through algorithms. This is just a, something I've noticed. Whatever the initial reaction is from the Fed comment, in the next half hour, the market goes the opposite way, maybe goes the opposite way for the rest of the day. So I really stay out of those trades. If I'm already in you know, a day trade like I am on the queues here, I'm not touching that. That's, this algorithm is going to work on its own. But I wouldn't get too worried if the market sells off in the news, and I wouldn't get too excited if the market jerks higher on the news. I just take a step back and don't get involved in that insanity. Let's see where we are at the end of the day. Very often the next day, the opposite happens of whatever today is. So it's very hard. There's a lot of, I feel like um, the professional traders and the algorithms, this is their favorite day to fleece you, the individual day trader who's flying by the seat of his pants, trading on his wits. These are the days where they try to fleece you. So be advised. All right, moving on. Um, whiteboard names. Down here. Let's just take a minute. Right? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? I hope you are. Twitter is breaking out of a massive cup and handle that is also an island reversal. And I told you guys this a couple weeks ago before their earnings announcement, that if the announcement's good, this could be a big stock. And so far, it continues to prove me right. Now, what am I looking at today from an individual stock standpoint? Let's move over to Charlotte's Web again. Let's wrap up with our cannabis discussions. Cannabis stocks are still deadly, very dangerous. We took a loss in Kronos, right? Got in what looked like the right risk 
And it was. The risk-reward entry point was right. We don't make money on every trade here. We put capital to work when the reward's big enough for the risk we're taking, and the probabilities are on our favor. But probabilities are just that. Probabilities. Right? On an index call, we might be able to get up into the 80% success rate. But on an individual stock, it's probably 60 to 70% success, which means we're going to lose money maybe four times out of 10. So the key is cutting the loss quickly and staying with successes and building those successes up as they go. That's how you build wealth. It's not letting your ego get in the way and say, oh, geez, I got in this yesterday and it's hitting the stop today. I don't care if it hits the stop five minutes after I buy it. I'm out. Okay? But I love the cannabis space. Did you see that tweet today I put out about cannabis in relationship to the end of prohibition? In the 1900s, when prohibition ended, beer stocks went up on average 20% a year for a decade, doubling the performance of the stock market. That's just a guide. I know it's kind of a ridiculous guide because that was in the, what, the 1930s or something. So who knows what's going to happen today? It's just a guide. There is massive pent-up demand. When the laws change, there is a huge decade of success. So we can either wait for the laws to change. Nothing wrong with that. Get your ducks in a row. Laws change. You'll have to buy these stocks up 50% the next day, but go buy them because there'll be a huge upside. Or what I'm doing, my personal capital is finding my favorite names, high grading my portfolio. I don't mess with smaller names. I've done the work, DJ. Okay, on P13, it's not my favorite company. I don't really like the management team. Sorry about that. Chart pattern looks okay. You can give it a shot. Not my favorite. Not a high grade. It's certainly not high grading. Charlotte's Web is a high grade idea. What I love about a group that's under pressure, that's selling off aggressively, is that the cream rises to the top. And without a doubt, Charlotte's Web is the top of the cream. Look at how the stock's trading. The stock's trading higher as the rest of the group's going down. This company went through a 7 million share secondary. Stock's trading above the secondary offering price. Company had 4,000 retail outlets January 1 of this year. It now has 8,000. It's doubled its retail outlets. What do you think that's going to do for revenue and earnings in the next couple of quarters? Maybe not next quarter because it takes time to fill the channel and sell. But let's say fourth quarter of this year. Pedigree management team. And so I've been saying all these things on other calls. But what we get to watch when the market kills an investment theme is the cream rise to the top. So as these other stocks are getting crushed, Kronos, Aurora, Canopy, Telray. The list goes on. These stocks are getting destroyed. Charlotte's Web is in a new uptrend and a very nice space. 
Here's another idea for you. Let's put it on the, it's on the whiteboard. I'm going to share it with you right now. Organogram. Maybe even more interesting. Okay? Charlotte's Web is a hemp company. It's a CBD company. It's a consumer package goods stock investing idea. It's easy for institutions to understand. It's going to attract capital. And it's not really a marijuana name. It's certainly not a, a Canadian licensed producer name. Right? So with CanTrust, the Canadian LPs are getting killed. So it's very interesting to me to watch Organogram, which I think is a high-quality um, high company. I like the management team. I like the business model. They, they produce high-quality, high-end marijuana at the lowest cost in the industry, making for the fattest margins. That's why I like this company. Look at the stock price. A lot of these guys are trading below their 200-day moving average. Organograms holding that level and climbing higher and trying to climb higher. I'm not buying it today, guys. Just wanted to see something real quick. Yeah. It's made a double bottom. Here, I'll share it with you. I'll just wrap up right here. I'm going to share this chart pattern with you so you know what I'm looking at. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh, you're getting a peek at my favorite ideas there, my whiteboards. All right. All right, everybody see that? This is organogram. This is green line is the 200-day moving average. This is the proverbial double bottom. All right. Sold off hard, rallied, sold off again, double bottom. Nice pattern here. Now go look at Canopy. Broke below its green line, which is the 200-day moving average. Kronos, which I thought was going to hold, broke below that green line, 200-day moving average. The list goes on. Okay? Organogram. Holding the 200-day. Can it continue to hold it? I don't know. Right? I just thought that that Kronos was the right entry and it broke below the 200 day. All right. So I took a small loss. Guess what? I'm getting close to trying organogram. Okay. Some of the guys that I just don't want to miss. Some of the guys I don't want to miss when it gets to the 200 day and it sets up a bottom and I get the right risk on entry point from the algorithm, I'm going to put capital to work. I haven't bought that stock yet, but I'm very close. And I'm willing to take a loss there. It's okay. Because the risk I can manage and the reward's enormous. When these LPs stop going down and they start moving higher, this type of stock should lead the group. All right? I hope this has been helpful. Good luck today on the Fed news. I will be back at you talking about this in, uh, Fed in, in, information and the reaction on the weekly wrap-up, Friday at 11.30. If you like this, please give me a thumbs up. It helps me out. Certainly subscribe if you can, and don't forget to comment, because also on Friday, I like to try to cover some subscriber questions. All right? Have a good day trading out there, guys. Take care.